Welcome to the Inside Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL Super Coach Edition, and this is our first weekly wrap. It's official. Round one is over. The scores are on the boards. The games are in the books, and we're ready to wrap up everything that happened in round one in the NBL and talk about all the Super Coach points that came from it. I'm the SC Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with SC Matrix and the hammer himself down below. Welcome, boys. Welcome to the show. Maddie. how are we? Oh, mate, I just had a blinder of a weekend away with some of the other Insight boys. Um, yeah, that'd be yeah, we Queensland. Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, we met up with uh, Hamo from Astute Newstead. Uh, he shouted us to a round of golf for some of the work that we've been doing. And then, uh, yeah, we watched the AFL Grand Final and the NRL Grand Final and basically every NBL game. It was it was a ripper. We were, um, yeah, lost a bit at the casino and, um, yeah, uh, lost a bit of beer too, maybe maybe three cartons or so. Very good, Hammer. I'm assuming yours wasn't exciting unless you were sitting on the couch watching some NBL, which were there were some big games. How was your weekend, mate? Absolutely, mate. Managed to get, get every game, which was uh, a miracle between – babysitting a, a one-year-old so yeah I'm, I'm feeling good let's get into it there was, there was plenty to sit plenty to enjoy we welcome everybody this is a live so make sure you throw your comments in there we'll get to your questions we'll get to answering them all as we go along we've got quite a bit to cover in this show obviously make sure i give a shout out to our sponsors big shout out to the standard squeeze go and use our promo code insight 15 to get 15 percent off all their products and already mentioned off the top there hopefully he does his finances much better than he plays his girl, from what I heard. Ryan Hammond from Astute Finance in Newstead. Check him out for all your financial needs. Make sure you let him know that the boys from Insight sent you, and he will take care of you along that journey. Boys, we've got plenty to cover and plenty to dive in. I want to start, though, first with how our teams went. So I can see one of you there with quite a little bit of a head bubble. I think all three of our teams did quite well. I'm going to go to you first, Hammer. Tell us how did the uh, how did the boys get on, and and what was your score this week? Man, it was an up and down round, wasn't it? I uh, I pulled four oh nine, which was uh, I think it was good for second best out of the three of us. But um, yeah, there were some surprises, and there were some guys who are now dead to me. And man, there's a lot to unpack. But uh, I think think Maddie's where you should be going with this one. He was the, the top scorer this week. Yeah, I will throw it over to him. I had a 392, which still puts me top 8%. So I'm okay with being three out of three in this group. But we will show, we'll throw over to the man who did have the best score. Maddie, tell us what you got and where you're sitting currently on the uh, the overall stats. Yeah, got uh, 424, uh, top 1%, uh, 276th. And I'd just like to shout out to my boy. Because uh, yeah, I reckon that was the that was the little uh, point of difference in and around the grounds. So yeah, no, feel, feeling feeling pretty good, and um, yeah, already planning my trades for next week. I think Ben Air was feeling about as popular as Travis Kelsey was when he uh, brought uh, his new love affair to the game. I think he was getting talked about that much, Ben Air, on uh, on Twitter after his performances and in, in a few people's teams and definitely on a few people's radars. If they were listening to the show, they definitely would have had him in because I made that move from flowers to air and to you both. Thank you. Much appreciated for those comments and those uh, and those points that you put out. Look, um, we, we throw out a fair few predictions on here. And, uh, I mean, a, blo- a broken clock's right twice a day. So we've got to be <laughs> right sooner or later. But that's uh, that was a good hit if you, if you picked up air. That was, that was a really nice, tidy little last uh, score you put up. Mate, I got sledged in our own boys' chat group with somebody thinking I was Hammer. I was like, what are you going on? We're talking about an ex-NBL one player, mate. Listen, and then all of a sudden the comments just stopped. I was like, damn straight. Just let the boy make his comments. It wasn't me. Thank you very much. But uh, we're going to get to those questions. I can see him in there. Uh, David Bryson, shout out to you, mate. We'll get to your questions in a second. I must give a shout out to our league. Our Unlimited League has gone absolutely bananas. I tell you what, with over 330 players involved in this Unlimited League, 
we got some guys that are putting up some humongous scores. I think I even said before, I'm top 8% in the whole competition. I'm sitting 193rd in our league, which just shows the brainiacs that we have in our group. This week's squeeze of the weeks, and we must give a massive shout out. First is Gerard from the uh, Spider Pigs. The second is Anthony from Gus Goldings. They scored 454. And why is that an important number? Because that puts them equal number one overall in the whole NBL Super Coach competition. Massive shout out to those two. Now, we give out a squeeze pack every week thanks to the standard squeeze for whoever puts up the best score in the week. So to Anthony or to Gerard, whoever hits us up first on our DMs, slide on in. You're getting yourself a standard squeeze pack. So give us a shout out. And we'll get that standard squeeze pack out to you on behalf of the standard squeeze. Huge score from those two. Massive. How good is that? Yeah, I bet you. I hope that they're um, super coach, uh, super coach gold subscribers too, um, because I think you get a, uh, I think you get a grand and a hundred dollar MBL voucher if you, uh, if you got that one right. So. Beautiful. Boys, let's go to a couple of questions first. I know we're going to do some reviews of the games really quickly. We're going to give a little bit of insight to where we go from there. We do have a really fun segment coming up called Hammers Tinder, and we're going to have a look at who's hot, who's not, and who he's swiping right for. But now let's maybe go to a question first. Um, And look, we might give a quick pushover and we'll get into the games. This might be a good one because it does lead into the Melbourne game. Huck Porty. So shout out to Braino. Huck Porty, a must I'm going to say a must-have, even though he's on a single game this week. Also, would you pick, or who would you pick out of Doyle and Valentine? Let's maybe stick with Huck Porty at the moment as, uh, as Hammer. You dive in a little bit to the Melbourne United versus the Southeast Melbourne round one fixture. Yeah, it was massive build-up. Scotty Pippen in the house. Everyone pumped for round one, and it disappointed. We all had Southeast Melbourne in our squads, and they both laid an egg outside of Ben Air, But um, Huck Porty, he was nice there, and he was twice as nice the, the next game. He's, he's must-own, I reckon. He's on a single this week, like you said, but I'm holding him. Uh, I don't know where you'd go if you have to bring him in, but he's already slated for a pretty big price rise with a negative break even. So he's hot property right now. Matrix, yeah, what did you see in this game? And, and I know you've got Huck Porty, so where's your thoughts there? Look, Huckport—he's negative twenty-three break-even, so he's going to start making your money the second he walks out onto the floor. Um, this is the game for this is the week for Huckporty that he rises in price, and um, not only is he going to probably bang out a fantastic Supercoach score, um, he's also going to uh, to make us some cash. So um, yeah, I suppose you only make cash when you sell on, and Melbourne United have a great draw coming up. Um, I expect to hold the Huck Porty probably till uh, Joe Lawal Achul is back. Was uh, was everyone else's phone blowing up with people talking about Delhi being on 23 super coach points? At, I think it was pretty much quarter time. I think he had 17 actual points, 23 super coach points at quarter time. He slowed down after that, but my God, the boy couldn't miss in that first quarter. Could he hammer? He couldn't, man. And like you said, he had 17 points at half time and finished with 17 points. It was, uh, look, and without getting too far ahead, the second game, I was thinking, please lay an egg here. And he did jack shit up until halftime and went off in the second. So I don't know how I feel about him. I've called him fool's gold and I thought I was justified in that second game. But uh, look, he's probably shown enough to be pretty solid, averaging around that sort of 30 plus super coach points each week. He's kind of definitely showing that he like wants to score. Like it's a very different Delhi. Like I think we're so used to yeah. watching Delhi in the NBA and knowing he was that defensive type player, which he still is, and even yeah. a back off what he played last season. But like he really looked like he wanted to score. And I think for people that are watching, if you watch that game, you're starting to think he's maybe a chance to bring in. Yeah. Although Ian Clark's back next week. So he missed the first two games. So there's another element to, to consider. But at the price right now, he's due for a a small price rise. If you're going to bring him in, it may be a time if you've got a spare trade. We will go to this one for you, Matty. Uh, shout out to David Bryson. Hold Travers on the bench and start air this week or trade out Travers with the intent of back in week three. Now, Travers had a big game. Uh, what's your thoughts on these comments from David? Honestly, um, I think that I am still going to be starting Travis, even though there's a double game week from Ben Air. 
I really like Ben Air. I love what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, I just think Travis is is fantastic, and I'm not interested in trading him out when. And we'll get into the scheduling a bit later when there is a time not that far away where he plays three double game weeks in a row. Uh, you still want to load up on Melbourne United players. We'll move into uh, the Bullets versus the 36ers. And I tell you what, you must have been a little bit at the start there at Matrix with the uh, the efforts that was coming from your, from your Bullets to begin with. Um, I'll throw to you here first, mate. What did you see out of this game? And uh, tell me how nervous you were at the start of this one. Well, it wasn't too bad because I just played golf and I was about 10 beers deep. But um, I was pretty disappointed, I suppose. But, um, yeah, Bangers was really good. Sobe started really, uh, really ordinary and then come good and then Chris Smith come good. Um, they were super coach relevant players. But what I was most excited to watch was the was the rotations. And, um, yeah, look, Rocco Zakarski isn't playing too much. Harrison played a fair bit. And we actually saw Matty Johns play more than um, Rocco Zakarski. Um, they, the coach said afterwards that they just didn't want to throw him in the deep end. Um, but, yeah, even though Rocco's exciting and he's a next star and he scored seven points in about 28 seconds, um, he's a trap. <laughs> Um, I'll get to you in a second, Hammer, and your thoughts on this game. Just big shout-outs to everyone who's throwing the comments in. Make sure you throw them in. I guarantee you we are going to get to every one of those questions as we go through. We're going to give this quick review. I'll tell you what, we do have an educated bunch. There are some good questions coming in. I think that everyone's going to get a lot of value out of these thoughts and answers. Keep throwing them in there. Theo, it's good to see you again back in the show, mate. We'll get to everyone. Theo, Cameron, Nathaniel, Bally, massive shout-outs. Global, welcome back. Hammer, your thoughts on this game, or do you want to move to the next one? No, Brisbane was good. It was, like you said, it was a bit of a weird start. I thought, holy shit, Adelaide's pulled something out here. They've been uh, <laughs> they've been psyching us out. But, yeah, Baines looked good. Uh, like you said about Zakarski, he won't get the minutes to be relevant. But, man, his points per minute are something else, aren't they? The other yeah. one I wanted to look at was Sam McDaniel versus Isaac White. We, we didn't talk much about Sam McDaniel leading up to yeah. this. We talked a lot about Isaac White. But McDaniel balled out first, like, 32, 33 super coach points. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he's shown he's probably the sixth man. And it, it makes sense. Justin Shuler coached him in um, uh, at Melbourne United when he was an assistant coach there and, and was pretty uh, hard on the recruitment to get him up there. So maybe he, if you've got a spare trade, he might come in with the schedule coming up. He's currently the most traded in player as well, I think. So, um, yeah, everyone definitely took notice of the points that he put up. We'll get to some scheduling. I love his, that makes sense. I, yeah. I love his negative five break even. Again, the second he walks out onto the floor, he's going to be making you money and he's playing two games in the next two weeks. Um, I find yeah, it weird, I tell you though, what, right? Like, why is he the most traded in? If people got that many spare trades up their sleeve going into week two, are you going to bring him in? That, I'm weird. I don't think I would, but yeah, it, it's a cash grab if you've got if you're happy with the rest of your team. I probably wouldn't be, um, but yeah, it is a cash grab. It's I, one thing I didn't say at the top of this show, and we'll move on to the next game in a second. Although I do want to ask one more question about flowers and whether he's turned into a weed. But to give a shout out to everyone to make sure everyone understands what our programming is going to look like, we're going to be doing two shows a week. There's going to be a wrap up show, and then there's going to be a get ready show. So this is our wrap-up and review show where we're going to talk about all the games. Yes, we're going to get into trade ideas and a little bit of thoughts, but we really won't know what our final decisions are until we get into our Get Ready show. Um, so make sure you're still popping them in, but be aware. We're just going to chat about the points. We're going to chat about the scores. We're going to answer some questions here as we get along. And I guarantee you we're bringing you another live. This time it'll be on Wednesday to get you ready for those final trades and final moves with all the news that we know. Do you want to hit that one, Matrix? Yeah, look, I just... Um... Cameron Whitmore just mentioned, should I hold Isaac White? And it's of my opinion that you shouldn't. Um, yeah, I just think even with the double game weeks coming up, um, he's not in the role that maybe we thought he was going to be. Um, and he was tempting at that price because I think he is a good basketball player. But yeah, I think you'd be pretty happy to move on from Isaac White. Yeah, man. If you're looking to make cash with the break-evens the way they are, there's already some guys at lower price points you know they're going to make cash. So if that's your goal, I'd pivot. The one last question I'm moving in, I did sort of hint at it just then. Flowers, from a guy that was getting tainted as a possible starter at the price that he was at, 
you know, they've got a double double, they've got a double game week still this week, but he did nothing and got hardly any minutes. Is it move on? Because a lot of people still had him in their team. Definitely move on. Like we, we said this from day one. The person who said he was going to be the starter and the person who said he's going to have that kind of impact was CJ Bruden. And we know what kind of talent evaluation he's had over the last couple of years, man. Move on from flowers. He's going to cost you money. He's going to get out of the rotation. So many better options out there. Spray the weed. Let's go. Cool. We move on to the Wildcats versus the Jack Jumpers. They got the job done 101 to 95. Um, mate, there's a lot to break down in this game. Usher being the highest scoring Wildcat debutant player uh, since Bryce Cotton with 35 points in this game. Bryce Cotton with his 21, uh, Pinder with his 14. Um, what were your major takeaways in this one, Hammer, like that you missed out on? when? Did you see this game? Because I watched it closely. Yeah, look, Usher was just on fire, wasn't he? He was mm. everything that he wasn't meant to be. Like, this guy came in with, as a defensive stopper and just puts up 35 points on debut, scoring from everywhere. My concern watching it, though, was, is this sustainable? The guy had 35 actual points. And what do you have, what, 34 fantasy uh, super coach points? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was 36. So, yeah, he had, he had one turnover and basically did nothing else. He didn't do he, but that said, he had a he had a hand in a lot of things though. He got a lot of like touches that just like went out of bounds. He 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 looked like someone that easily could have had four or five steals. He didn't get them. He got his three rebounds on top of his thirty five. But yeah, it was uh, it was a big game of the ages. He's a hyped up player though, isn't he? Massive hyped up player. He's the new version of Jacob Wiley. Like he's he's up and about, mm. but he came back to earth in the second game, which is we're probably gonna get rocks and diamonds. We don't know what we're gonna get out of him each game and. Look, he's. I, I wouldn't be touching him. He had a great game, but I wouldn't be banking on that. Is Doyle one of the most impressive to come out of you from that first week? Absolutely. But the price is concerning. Yep. Matrix, what was your thoughts on this one's mate, before we move on to a couple of questions? <laughs> Look, I was really happy with Cotton's production. Um, a little bit disappointed in Pinder. Saar looked amazing when he was out on the court. That's really good for owners. Um, the guy's just sensational. Um, Doolittle didn't take much away from him, but I do wonder once Doolittle comes in a little bit more, once he's been around the team for a little bit longer, whether that will affect Saar a little bit. I wouldn't touch Usher with a 10-foot pole. Um, Milton Doyle is an absolute gun. And um, and he's in consideration with a couple of Sydney Kings to come in this week for me. And um, look, McVeigh, Jordan Crawford, Marcus Lee sort of just gave us what what we thought we were going to get out of some of these Tassie guys, some of these Tassie starters. Yeah, you know what I liked about Tassie though was they're playing at a faster pace than they have previously. They put up ninety five against Perth, but they also played their guns good minutes. It wasn't as shared around as it has been in in the past. Like. Doyle, McVeigh, and I can't remember who the third one was, either Crawford or, or Lee, all played around that sort of high 20-minute mark. It's um, that's probably a good sign if you're moving forward on, on a Tassie team that in the past has sort of just been inconsistent with the minutes. I think there's one really big talking point from this one that we're going to make out to, to everyone to understand, especially if this is your first time playing NBL Supercoach compared to other Supercoach versions, is Ben Henschel. So a lot of people have Ben Henschel in the team. He didn't get on and play any minutes in that first game. We'll get to his second game in, in a second, which is, which is a very different story. But be aware, because he didn't see the floor, that doesn't count as a game. All right, so let's be aware. Ben Henschel only played one game this week. So I think it's a really big talking point. We can get into that further when we start talking about scheduling and, and who we're picking. But we'll move on um, to the Breakers versus the Taipans. There is a question there from Global. What happened with fucking Armstrong? All right. <laughs> a lot of people are having Armstrong in the team. We were all on injury watch as we are seeing what was happening and whether he was getting announced. What happened to Armstrong, Hammer? Man, late scratching. He's, he's throwing a fetlock or something. He's, he's, his foot's bung. Didn't play. There was a panic here. Like, you guys were right on the pulse with this one and, and let everyone know early that he was out. I made the decision to keep him in my squad, thinking I'm going to start him this week. So maybe a very brave or a very stupid move. It'll, we'll find out this week. But, um, yeah, that, that was the difference. If I bought Henchlin, I would have had the same score as, as Matrix. But um, we'll see if it pays off. 
Can I tell you what I do love about the Cairns Taipans and Taryn Armstrong being out? That via duels, I brought in Sam Meninga. Same. Beautiful game. Yes. Oh, looked phenomenal. 23 supercoach points from a 69K player. Double game week this week. Um, So if you've got someone like Huck Porty and you were thinking about trading him out due to the fact that Melbourne's playing one, probably find myself playing Meninga as starting him. Can I? That's can it. I just give a? I'm just gonna give a. I'm gonna give a sledge to the two of you just quietly. Then, pretty sure I hit you both up, guys. Armstrong's out. Who are we going for here? Who's the play? You did not mention this name to me in this chat when we had it, but I was pretty happy still with the guy that you did mention, which was Jonah Antonio, who still put up some pretty decent numbers for a guy at 69k as well. But f you to both of you, and that's why I'm sitting there. In our defence, Rob, it's going to be pretty <laughs> difficult to bring Menenga into the guard spot vacated by um, Armstrong. But yeah. <laughs> Henschel switch, but Henschel switch. But where? Henschel but switch. Where you could have said you have a dual position. There was no extended question Menenga's here. Menenga's centre only. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, fair, play, play actually, on, play on, play on. Now that I think about it, I actually brought in, because Bannon was out uh, in the Bullets yeah, game. Oh, yeah, you're right. I actually you're brought right. in Lockie Ulbrich up and Menenga, yeah. Yeah. What do you before we move on to the next one? What are you liking? I know no one's touching the breakers until round five, oh. round six, but there's got it. There's a lot to like about them. Like who's? Oh yeah. I, I hope I'm not breaking into the hammer Tinder profile. If I am, I can leave it alone. But who's on your watch list from the breakers because they're looking impressive. Ah, uh, the man with three names. That guy came out, and we talked about this in the preseason. Oh, this was. My God, Parker Jackson Cartwright has exceeded all expectations. And if we're throwing out circle jerks, I'm sorry, I'm not touching Sarah anymore. Parker Jackson Cartwright, come round four or five whenever the breakers are in consideration, I'm all over it. Love yeah, it. Love gee. It. Oh, like 57 super, super coach points. I think that was the best of the round. Um, he is going and to America for those easy. two weeks. But we are going to be looking at this guy. This could be the most brought in guy. Uh, come round five. Mm. We're going to move on to Illawarra versus Sydney. Boys, if you're seeing any questions, throw them in there that relate to those players. Guys, we're loving the questions coming in. We guarantee we are going to get to all of those. We've got three more games to review. Um, if some of them have to do with the games that we're about to mention, we'll throw them up now. Uh, Illawarra versus the Sydney Kins. We saw the champs come out and uh, and they were a little slow to get going and then things sort of fired up a bit from there. Um they did what we expected, 96 to 81. What were you seeing from this one? I'll go to you, Maddie, first this time. Uh, Denzel Valentine is very super coach relevant. Uh, we did get to have this extra week look, and I know there is a lot of people that, you know, if you're working out your forward planning, which we definitely recommend that you should do uh, when you're working out your planning, uh, they plan to bring Jalen Adams in for Bryce Cotton this coming week. And uh, this has made the decision a lot harder. I mean, Hammer, when you look at that, like I know those are Maddie's comments, but I can see you nodding along. I know he's popped in, you know, 10 assists, seven rebounds, and that's quality. He only puts up five shots, though, in this game. He was an efficient three of five. Does that make you nervous, though? Like, do you see him still putting up the the 10 and seven, or is he going to put some more shots up? Look, it's probably the opposite for me. Like, we look at a guy like Asha, who has 35 points, in a one-off, and it translates to 36 supercoach points. Whereas then you look at someone more like a Travers or a Milton Doyle, who is more well-rounded across the stat sheet, which Valentine will be, you got that more consistent base to work from each week. So my concern with him, because I was high on him early, early on, my main concern was his turnovers. And it looks like he just lets the game come to him now. He'll, he'll get better, and he's probably as close to a lock as he, as he can be for my round two team. So this is very much a Wednesday type question here. Like you don't have to answer it specifically, but we've just talked heavily about Valentine. We mentioned Doyle just before. Who did you like more out of the two of them? And if you were to make this decision now, who would that be? Shout out to Nathaniel, by the way, for your question. They, um, they both pretty much have an identical schedule over the next couple of rounds. Um, and I think they're both great players, both similar players, the way they, they impact the stat sheet. So the only consideration here is that Milton Doyle is about 100K uh, more expensive. So if I'm downgrading Cotton and going to Valentine, I'm going to have a bit more to play with with my second trade. 
Yeah, sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. And, oh. um, yeah, that 70K can just be used <laughs> Did elsewhere. you just sell another car? You just sold another car, didn't you? Bang. Throw in the floor mats, was, Maddie. Give me the floor mats. I wasn't, I wasn't telling people what I do in this podcast, and I managed a hundred episodes without that. So thanks, guys. But uh, <laughs> we've done it the last two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell me you're a car salesman without telling me. Stop throwing out the cheese, and we won't do it, mate. <laughs> um, but maybe like, did do either of you guys have Jalen Galloway? Yeah. Hold on, is yeah. Jalen Sydney or Adelaide? Jalen is Sydney. No, I got the other one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I looked at a stat sheet once. I got very nervous that I had the, the other one and I was like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, We've yeah. cut you off like seven times. Sorry, man. Yeah. No, look, Galloway looked really good. Um, he seems to be filling that role of DJ Hogue being out. Um, look, to be completely honest, um, he's could be somebody that I look at next week. Um, DJ Hogue looks like he's out for a little while and uh, there's going to be some price rises starting next week for this guy. We move on. We've got two games to go. Solid questions coming in. You know, global records, Valentine's a trap based off what we're talking about there. He had 20 assists, I think. He had 10 and seven, but the boys have addressed that one. So listen up to these boys. These boys have put up some two scores. You go, Matty. Can I just pop back because the Kings are very relevant the next couple of weeks. Um, Did we see there's three guys I want to bring up and it's Alex Tui, uh, Jonah Bolden and Jordan Hunter. Um, Jonah Bolden was pretty highly owned. Um, Jonah Bolden versus Jordan Hunter for you from what you saw, Hammer. Hunter. Mm. Mm. I think he will get the start. I I think. Yeah. I it, like they've been saying the whole time along, it's going to take Bolden some time to ease into it. But but right now, Hunter for me is a guy who puts up points in whatever minutes he gets. So I, I don't love either of them, but it'll be Hunter over Bolden at the moment. You got to yeah. go when you and, see someone like Hunter going twelve points in what sixteen and a half minutes. You're right. Like he he gets on, he gets his minutes, he gets his points. He had seven boards at the same time. He did have five turnovers, which is a little bit concerning yeah. as well. So. I tell you what, that's a guy that's getting involved in 16 and a half minutes on the court. You take away yeah. the turnovers, there's there's 10 extra points. And and I go out on a limb here and say they're, they're uncharacteristic for him because he's not trusted to do much more than catch and turn. But, um, yeah. Um, what do you think, Alex Tui? Like, he's 6'9". He seems to be a serviceable shooter. I actually didn't really think that he was going to start, and he did. Um, look. 25 points looked really good. If you had to have a comparison, it's somebody like Grady Dick, the best name in the, um, in the NBA at the moment. Um, could be next year's um, – Alex Tui could be next year's Dick. <laughs> How about I give you an NBL comparison? What, what do you think about Please this? Please do. A young Mark Worthington. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, look, Gold Coast relevant. plays legend. A bit. <laughs> I feel like we're getting, we're getting close to, uh, I can tell we're getting close to Hammer's uh, Tinder profile. It's about to come up soon, which I'm very excited for. The segment of who's hot, who's not, who he's swiping right for. Mark Worthington, <laughs> tell you what, he's one you'd swipe right for. Um, are we good to move? We'll go. We've got two games yep. left. Keep the questions there. Um, we've got the 36ers back for their second game against the Melbourne United. United getting it done 82 to 74. Um, it was a bit of a tale of the differences. What did you see different from these two teams in their second game and their second hit out for the week? Maddie? Uh, we'll go, we'll go, yeah, Maddie. K- Kadee and Galloway were good. Um, look, they just showed us showed us a little bit more. 36ers looked good against a better team. Like Melbourne's better than Brisbane at the moment. Um, Kadee sort of grabbed the game by the balls and um and Galloway got hot at the right time, which is what you want from a dude that you spend 69k on um i had in my notes that i was gonna really look at trey kell from the way that i saw that he started but he did sort of cool off um look wiley is now an option and um this game will probably scare people off um humphreys from the 36ers mm. huck porty was huge though wasn't he that he really showed out there and travers i, I think those two with melbourne's schedule 
Like I've seen a lot of guys in the comments talking about do we get Travers out or what, but I think my strategy is going to be to hold Travers on the bench for this single because I don't want to have to bring him back in after the price rise. Same as same as Huck Porty, but touching on Adelaide, they look competitive, which was good, but Wiley's about the only one outside of the, the cheapies that I'd potentially consider having a look at, but um, yeah, I don't love love anyone from Adelaide right now. So McCarran's a no go for either one of you. No, not McCarran. Yeah, yeah, not not touching him with anything. Um, but Trenton Flowers on three points that was awful. Mm. Yeah, he got a few more minutes. He got a few more minutes. He got thirteen minutes in this one as well. So yeah, look, I think everybody's realised what he's capable of. He's going to have that odd game now and then that people will spark their eyes up again. But that'll be about it. Um, it's just a poor man's Ben Air. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Every, everyone's a poor man's Ben Air at the moment after week one. But yeah, uh, we'll dive in. We'll dive into the last game, and then we're going to hit up some questions, and then we've got a bit of uh, Tinder profile to go through. I mean, I tell you what, if there wasn't a bit of a flight factor going over east, if it was be seen now, Southeast Melbourne just like completely transformed themselves from game one to game two. Wildcats definitely weren't the same, especially if you ask Mr. Usher himself from game one to game two. Is this just showing us that if you don't show up in this year's NBL season, you are going to lose? No. This is showing us that Melbourne United are that much better than Perth. Melbourne wow. United are, are phenomenal. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix look didn't look at their best in that first game, but this is Melbourne. Melbourne United look streets better than anyone I've seen play so far. And um, look, Perth weren't all there. Southeast Melbourne turned it back on again. Um, Southeast Melbourne will be a good team this year, I think. What was that? Massive implications, Maddie. That that game is what sort of sunk the cotton owners, didn't it? Who, who've captained him? Yep. He, hmm. He started off struggling offensively, but had I think he had nine assists at halftime, finished with 10. But the fact that Perth got blown out in the second half ruined the game for all the Supercoach owners who were holding both Southeast Melbourne and Perth. Cotton yeah. was put on ice early, didn't hit the double-double we were expecting from him. Creek was one rebound short of a double-double. Although he rebounded, he had nine rebounds both games. So he's potentially hitting the stat sheet and he redeemed himself a bit. He, he was dead to me after game one. I was... I was this close to burning the number 55 jersey. But um, Tyler Cook, he showed out. He's cooking. Mm. And <laughs> your boy, Saar. He, here's a point to consider. And they brought it up on the coverage. Is he that good? And we're thinking back to like LaMelo Ball good, that they're going to put him on ice five or six games in. His stocks have risen enough. We're going to save him for the NBA draft. Are we going to be stuck holding him? Yeah, I, I, I think mean, we talked. Yeah, I think we talked about this on. though in our last episode, which was, and, and I talked about it. And look, I'll take the hit with the score. When I saw him and their last Wildcats game, I went, "Huck Porty's actually the right move." But for the mm-hmm. sake of the show and things like that, I went, "You know what? I'm not going to build the exact same team as Matt. There's no fun to talk about that. We've got some different things we could talk about." You're right. I think he's going to come off the bench. I think he's going to do some good things. He's going to do some interesting things, but he's going to have moments where they put him on the bench and they put him on ice. He's got a career to take care of. So I don't think he's going to be a full hold. And I don't think he's somebody that you're going to extremely be able to rely on anymore, especially with how deep the Wildcats are now. And how poor their schedule is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Take your cash mm, and run. Yeah. Looking at Ben Eyre, what I was most impressed, and I just want to bring up the man's name again, um, is that Brown was back and Eyre still, you know, through his play in the first game, earned himself some extra minutes, um, probably at the detriment to people like Ruben Tarangi in that. Yep. Started if, he's hitting, if he's in that corner three, he sits in that corner spot a lot. He's going to get the ball there. When he hits it at three out of four, you know you're going to get the points from him as well. So I think it's just a matter of whether he's on early. I think, Hammer, you said it yourself on the last episode. The guy's going to shoot. He's going to Ooh. shoot. It's not always going to be pretty. But if he's hitting it, you're, you're happy. And you could see yeah. a lot of the time he was getting that ball in the corner and he was putting it up. Um, I think he's still going to get his shot based off who else Ooh. is in that lineup. Um, yeah. I think it's we've got to point out Ben Henschel. We talked about it earlier. I mean, the guy got his minutes in this game, especially after the Wildcats went down 38 to 12 in the third quarter. He got 24 minutes, 24 points, 9 of 14 shooting. 29 in the end. Yeah, 29 supercoach points. How- 29 supercoach points. Yeah, I was just going with the 24 points. I was going through his stat line oh. with five boards, uh, one assist. He did have the four turnovers and two steals. But, like, 
is is this guy going to get the minutes or is it only when the Wildcats are down? Look, he's he's actually the first, the, the second Australian ever mm. on debut to hit more than 20 points. Who was the first one, Matrix? Can I chime in? Ask Rob. He's got yeah. it. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. If he's going to follow that career trajectory, I think like you can't not play him. And considering how bad Ty Webster was in, in the first game before he missed it is, I mean, what does John really do? The guy comes out as 25 and then you give him a DNP yeah, yeah. the next game. You, you can't not. Mate, you're speaking my language. I reckon 100% he's got to start getting more minutes ahead of Webster. If Webster's meant to be the backup point or playing the ball, like Ben Henschel looks so good with the ball in his hand. You can't, you can't not reward how he played just then. Well, well, I'll ask you this. If you don't give him men, minutes based on that last game, what does the yep. bloke have to do? Yeah. Like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Lockie Neal. Probably got to do what Lockie Neal did to get some Brownlow votes. <laughs> Jordan, nah, Jordan to Usher in this yeah. game was awful. And he got bent. He got yanked twice. And you can just tell with his body language. Um, he looked like Dylan Brooks putting on a, uh, on a little turn there because he got yanked and the body language was awful. And he's actually got a shit haircut like Dylan Brooks too. Um, honestly, after watching a game like this, yes, he is going to blow up sometimes in some double game weeks. He's going to, you know, he's going to get it right. Maybe one of those games, but I could see somebody who looked like they had a cool head, like Henschel taking some minutes off Jordan Usher. Yeah. Usher's a poor man's Ben Air. I'll tell yeah. you. I tell you one thing, and we're gonna we're gonna get to the questions. We're gonna move on. But I tell you one thing, I didn't like about his debut, and this might seem weird, but I've got a bit. You know, I'm sure you guys. I know both of you guys coached as well. Looking with a coach's lens after his debut game, he was the one making the big like hoorah in the middle when the teams put their hands in after Wagstaff had already spoken to the group, and it was kind of like, mate, you've played a great game but know your role and know your spot in this team. Wagstaff's getting there, maybe the Cottons, but Cotton's a bit of a quieter leader, how he goes about it. It's not your team now. Just chill out. You know, you had an awesome game. Everyone's going to give you the spotlight. I didn't like that. It was, and it's a little bit like what you're saying. It's just kind of like, just cool your jets and uh, and not get too emotional with it for sure. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it was concerning to see him like that rather than just enjoying the moment. But um Guys, we move on. Maybe we'll throw it to a couple of questions. Maddie, you've put a star next to a few of them. Do you want to throw some questions in there? And then we'll go into some scheduling, which I think is super important. And then we're hitting up Hammer's Tinder profile. Um, yeah. Um, what are we going to play? Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, I mean, start, bench, sell. Um, so you have to choose between Valentine, Doyle, and Cook. Who do you start? Who do you bench? And who do you sell? I'm going to start with you, Rob. I am going to, you know what? I was super impressed by Doyle. Um, oh, I mean, they all played great games this week. I'm going to start Doyle, super impressed by him. I'm going, oh, wait, start, bench, sell. I'm going to start Doyle. I'm going to bench Cook. And it's tough to say, but I'm not going to have Valentine just yet. I want to see him put up a few more few more points, a few more shots and, and control that offense. I'm still, I'm still big on Adams. What do you think, Hammer? Start Valentine, sell Doyle, keep Cook. I'm uh, I'm just seeing that Doyle is the price is is too high, and Valentine's already that guard you got. And I mean, they're all great options, though, aren't they? It's tough. Yeah, like, and that's that's, that's, that's like choosing give me the hottest three chicks in the world. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but look at 270k. I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping those guys in my lineup. So. Do you know what I really loved about Doyle? I think it was as the game went on, they fully realized he's got to have the ball in his hand. So he's got to, he's, he's got to take the point. And they moved Crawford a little bit of, across. And when Doyle had it in his hands, and I, I don't think it was till about halfway through the second or even into the third, the team was just different. And yeah. uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of that as their season goes on. 100%. And they made mention on the broadcast because Roth – was uh, very vocal about it in the, in the timeout. They pushed Crawford to the corner to mm. be a spacer and gave uh, Doyle the room to operate. And it worked well. And so I'm hoping that's something we'll see a lot more of for, for Doyle owners. He'll, yeah. He's got that I, think I think that's my upside. 100%. Yeah. Mm. 100%. 
Um, Paul Vartz has popped in the chat, coach of the Minden Mully Grubs, and I know where Minden is, so um, yeah, he might be he might be nearby me there. Um, Any but... shout out to the league for me is a big one, guys. Let us know if you drop a comment in there. Let us know which is your team, and I'm I'm looking it up straight away. I love it. Keep going, mate. Um, if you're trading out Cotton and Taron Armstrong, do I keep dollars in the bank to get Bryce back in, or trade up to the likes of Valentine and Gallo- uh, Keith Galloway? Um, I'm going to grab this one first because I do really like your idea with the likes of Valentine and um, and Galloway there. But Galloway, I would be trying to find the money for more like, I don't even know if it's his brother, but Jaden Galloway, uh, the good Galloway, um, you know, going to Valentine, going to the good Galloway. Because uh, Kay Galloway, um, if you didn't watch the game, especially in that first game, he wasn't fantastic. And then in the second game, he got hot. hot. You, I don't think that this is going to be normality for Galloway. Um, what do you think, Hammer? Uh, I think you get rid of Bryce. You don't bring him back. I think you just can't afford to keep those, those kind of dollars locked up for such a shitty schedule. You're going to – I think they only have like maybe two back-to-back doubles for the whole season without looking at the schedule right now. And you can't just keep bringing him in and out, in and out, especially if he's going to lose dollars. Like look at his break even this week. He had – Two very subpar games. Um, yep. You're already playing from behind. I, I think you get rid of him now before you lose the money on the price drop and, and you don't look back. Um, I agree with you. Where are you, where are you at it with Rob? What's your strategy? Yeah, like I agree with the same thing. There's, there's a, it's, it's really hard to say and it's a really tough pill to swallow, but there's every chance you don't bring Bryce Cotton back into your side until around round 16. When they get mm. like two double double game weeks, they finish with a one one and then a two. Um, unless I think it's going to be one of those things that we're just going to have to look at how much cash we make. Um, you know whether it's the right time to bring him in and that you could sort of afford to have some sort of less points on the bench or what that looks like to bring some players in. But you're right. I mean, it's kind of cruel and it's kind of a weird system to not have Bryce Cotton in your team. But I think for now, let's look at the schedule and um, and we're just got to write, make the right moves. And I think that's where people who listen to podcasts like this or NBL enthusiasts will overtake some of those players who have just come into this comp from different sports and they'll keep the big names in because it's sort of the right thing to do. You've got your, you've got your keepers. There's no such thing in this competition as a keeper. And think about what's coming up schedule-wise. So if you've got cash to play with that you can bank, we've got some teams to target in about two, two or three rounds time in Cairns. And New Zealand. So we've got guys who have, have pretty friendly uh, super coach games like your uh, Taj McCalls um, and our man Parker Jackson Cartwright in New Zealand. Even uh, Cheatham might want to be looking at using some of your trade boosts. But if you've got the cash to play with, that's that's probably where I'd be looking to stockpile for. Yeah. Big regular on the show here. Shout out to uh, Theo. Um, sorry, mate. We just missed this one. I got Adams and Doyle. Huck Porty and McDaniel just need to upgrade those two. So we've got Creek and got Creek Adams and Doyle, Huck Porty and McDaniel just need to upgrade those two. Trying to work that one out. Seems like a lot of names there. <laughs> um, we we might leave that one and let Theo uh, work yeah. it just so we understand it. So we'll come yeah. back to that one. I um, reckon Theo had the, the 47 beers you had before you uh, you went out for your golf game last week, Matt. Oh, it was during. Um, I get better. Um, but but um, Global's been on, um, been very active in the community too. Um, what are the priorities? Getting in rookies that we've missed that have double game weeks or going for value players, some of those more like mid-tier guys like uh, like McVeigh, Doyle, Baines, Adams. Um, I sort of consider Adams a bit higher end, but um, what sort of strategy are you going to take going ahead there, uh, Hammer? Um, I think you got to get the balance right with it. Uh, we loaded up hard. If you, if you followed a similar team to what we've put out on, on these 69 K rookies early on, I think your priority is to keep five guys on your court on doubles. And then if you have a spare trade, potentially looking at downgrading to, to cash in on those, those cash rises. But, um, yeah, look, McVeigh's an interesting one. He, he had a great game. He's obviously got a clear role there. Um, in the past, he hasn't been a great super coach or fantasy option. He um, he tends to score, get the odd rebound and not a lot else, but he, he seems to have added a bit to his game. So that, that's probably the most interesting name there. 
Um, yep. Doyle, Adams, both expensive. Baines is, is someone you've been pretty high on, Matty. I, I'll, I'd like to have a look there probably on Wednesday. I'll have to have a bit of a think about it. But, um, yeah, that's probably all I can add. Yep. All right. What have we got? Uh, Josiah Mock is here. Um, what are the players that you regret starting without? Um, Rob, who do you regret not having? Yeah, well, I touched on it briefly just before. Like, I think Huck Porty was the right play. I think I, I regret not having him now at the start. I kind of did it as a big one for the podcast. But um, I still thought I still thought Sar would put up the good numbers, and he did all right. I think I'm still in a decent spot. But looking at the scheduling now as we sort of go forward, I think Huck Porty was one that I probably would have wanted to have from the start. Um, that's probably the main one for me. I'm pretty happy with where the team's at. Delhi had a big first game, but that's the that's the main one for me. I think Huck Porty was a must. Hammer. Man, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Like, um, we, we talked about it at length, that, that the creek-cotton combination was, was going to work for mm-hmm. us, being able to downgrade from the higher prices. And to, to be honest, I expected a lot more out of both of them. Um, so in hindsight, had you started a Delhi, had you started a uh, Will Cummings, it would have worked instead of cotton. But I, I don't think I would have made that call back then anyway. So... You know, maybe my biggest regret was probably not getting Trey Armstrong out, but but that's more to do with um, this this week's team. So, you know, you, yeah. you can't play this game. <laughs> probably if I had to pick anyone, it'd be somebody like Jacob Wiley. Like he was still good in a bad Adelaide team. And I he was somebody that I toyed with throughout the, the preseason. And then I saw how bad Adelaide were and decided against it. I just think that he could be a little bit – he could be the guy that's just, you know, a happy medium and steady in that Adelaide team. And having two uh, double game weeks in a row um, and some of these guys that I'm playing are going to be on a single game week, I suppose that's something I would trade uh, change. So He's worth a look too with um, Humphreys, you know, being as fragile as he is and, and likely to be injured. What other options you got going to a big? Tui Smith-Milner? You know, yep. while he's like your only sort of big option, he's going to play. Yep. Right, we're getting some we're getting some quality questions through here at the same time. I think, um, look, just to be clear as well, we've got Wednesday's show, which will be massively going over who are we trading in, who are we trading out. There's some good questions. We go through it. I'm loving that people are dropping their names. One thing I'm going to have to ask for now, we've got so many people in our unlimited leagues, I can't actually scroll through it. So if you actually tell me where you're ranked in the league, this one was easy though. So Andrew Bull, massive shout out. I'll tell you why it was easy in a second. Dropping Cotton for Adams and Delhi for Valentine at the moment. Team name is the Pandemic Peas if you want to check it out. Why was it easy to find? He's sitting third and he's got a nice little green dot next to his name. So I can see that he's online looking at his team as we speak probably giving it a little bit of a head bubble as he looks at it. It's yeah. pretty good too. With He's got Cook, Travers, Huck, Porty, Cotton, and Delhi where he started this week with Saar, Galloway, Hunter, Air, and Henschel on his bench. You know, a Cotton to Adams, we've sort of talked about it before based on schedule. It's not a bad move for somebody to sit in his position at the moment. Yep. Hey, um, guys, if we could just, um, you know, if you'd like to support the show, hit subscribe and like on YouTube. Uh, we have been getting a lot more traction um, through Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For, so thanks for shouting out, listening to us on your way to work or, or going for a drive. Um, if you could leave a, uh, a review, that'd really help. Um, but something, we're going to head into Hammer's Tinder profile and I'm really interested to see his sexual preferences. But... Um, I think what's important is to have a bit of a schedule chat first. And I'm just going to rattle off um, the next three weeks for a lot of these teams coming up. So Adelaide goes 2-1-2. So they've got a double game week this week. Southeast Melbourne go 2-1-2 as well. Um, Brisbane are on a double-double game week, uh, 2-2-1. Cairns go 2 and then double donuts uh, with a 0-0. Um, Tassie have a double-double game week followed by a one. And Melbourne have one followed by three double game weeks. I suppose just putting into perspective some of, you know, our chat about holding on to a Travis and a Huck Porty. Um, But that'll give us a bit of relevance heading into your Tinder profile, Hammer. What what have we got? Right now we've got... uh... 
We've got the Hawks, man. This is uh, Trenton Flowers. And look, I'm not even going to take too long to dwell on this one. I'm swiping. I'm going to get really careful because this is all back to the front now. But um, <laughs> nah, we'll go on the yeah. front. Swipe. There we go. No, for Anyone watching this live, I mean, the people who are listening, we're going to remember that some people will listen through Spotify and that as well. Not quite the visual medium, but he's doing the, it's all reverse for us at the moment. So it's very weird. So maybe we'll just go with say swipe left or swipe right as we go through it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to swipe <laughs> left as well. And I recommend that people in the chat, let us know what, what you think. Um, cause I'm really curious to see if, uh, if we get some of these a little bit different. I don't, um, I don't use Tinder very often, but is there a block functionality? Cause I'm blocking Trenton flowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ghost him. <laughs> Excellent. Um, now that we've talked about catfishing, um, let's head into <laughs> this manly man. Um, bangers, what are we doing? Are we swiping right or left, guys? Uh, start off, start off, Rob. Uh, I'm still, I'm gonna swipe right still with Aaron Baines. Uh, I, I'm still keen on what he's producing at the moment, and you could see that he still wants the ball, he's still their starting center. I didn't mind what was their backup. Is, is it Henderson? Is that who's their backup? Uh, Harrison, their... Harrison, Andrew Harrison. Harrison. He, sorry, he looked all right. He, he yeah. looks like a pretty good player, and I think someone of the future, but um. But yeah, Baines is the man. I'm still swiping right on Baines. How much? Yeah, me, me too. He won't be in my team just because of the makeup, but uh, yeah, he's no. a very viable option. Good schedule, and he looks interested this year. He's yeah. if you've got the coin to bring him in, I reckon it's worth a worth a punt. Swipe right. Yeah, and I and I think with how. Um... Sorry, I had a blowout because I've had too many beers on the weekend and I lost my voice yelling at the Broncos. Um, shout out to them. Uh, but but going to uh, Good Rangers from Brisbane, um, look, I, I'm excited to see, um, you know, the diversity in your Tinder profile and um, love that you've gone with redheads as well. Um, I don't think I can make it work just this second with some other centers, but I think that he will stay in and around those mid price and um, I will own bangers at times throughout this year. Yeah, sweet. Um, Hammer, Huck Porty. Yeah, Yeah, look, (laughs) I know there's no hands on him in the photo, but he had good (laughs) hands. He, He got every rebound that came near him. He's, I'm going to super swipe to the right. This this guy is going to be a lock for me, like we've said, until JLA comes back. Or, or I was talking to a mate during the game, like, why do you need JLA? Like, this team is rolling. This guy is killing it. Like, are you at risk of just messing the chemistry up and ruining my fantasy super coach team? It's something yeah. Vickerman would do. I'm nearly about to quote yourself where you're entitled to your wrong opinions, but why does JLA come back? Because he's just better. Like, it's just, he's just good. He just makes that turn. I know what you're saying, though. Like, everything you're saying is correct. And and United could probably win the whole thing without him coming back, but he's going to make their team better. And yes, it yeah. is going to stuff up our super coach teams a lot. And it's going to make us really think about the Vickerman effect as we go forward. But right now, he's swipe right. And you might even start with this guy, even though he's only got a single game this week, but he's got a triple-double game week coming up. Mate, if he's worried about Saar getting rested, like this guy could get rested six, uh, you know, when JLA comes back just because he's getting ready for the draft. Uh, this this guy means business. He looks like your type too, Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to yep. your type, this is your guy. Go for it. Um, yeah, this guy um, looks a bit like me. He's also a pest. Um, look, for those I listening think... along, we got Ben Air on the screen right now. Oh, Ben Air. Sorry, guys. Um, look, he is a guy that I will move on from at some time shortly in the future. Um, but he's doing a job. Two double game weeks, 110K. He's going to be getting a price rise this week. Uh, he was the right play. He's probably even the right play to bring him in this week if you've got the trades. Um Ben Air could be great, but I'm just worried that I'm going to be trading him out in a, in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll take him on two dates and then um, yeah, move on to bigger and better things. For sure. He, he's, he's no more than a two-week stand for me. He's, um, but what do you reckon? Do you reckon he'd be all right on the pierce? Or do you reckon he's a bit of a – how do you reckon he'd go? I reckon he would drink about 10 vodka cruises and then be spewing in the garden by about 9.32. 
which which is seven thirty in Perth time. It might even be seven thirty if he's in Perth, to be honest. But then he'll bounce back for one more, and then he's done. <laughs> yeah. Two more games. What do you think baby. about? <laughs> what do you we're think about Ben right. Air, we're, swi- we're, we're definitely swiping right on Ben Air. How many we got? We got a couple more. Yeah, we just got a couple more. I think we've got seven. So uh, let's go, Sam McDaniel. Yeah, big swipe right. We we covered him. He, he's he's good. I don't think I can bring him in, but he, he's definitely ahead of Isaac White by the looks of it. Yeah, I think I I'll think be, I'll bring be him looking, in. Yeah, I think I'll be looking to bring him in. I think he'll be yeah, okay. looking cool. to bring him. They've got a double double game week coming up. I think I'll be looking to bring him in. Like, look, as I said, we're gonna get ready for Wednesday show. I'll have a good look at it and who's coming in. Shout out to a couple of these lists. We'll get them in a second. But um, yeah, I think I've got to look to bring him in with his role and his price. Um I will take the Alex Saar one. I am with the amount of minutes, with the amount of minutes that Pinder plays now, with bringing in Doc, Dr. Doolittle and there being a bit of a job share now, I'm actually swapping left on Alex Saar. I didn't end up starting with him. I actually ended up moving him to get Ben Air in um, because I saw the opportunity there. Very happy with the way that it panned out. Wouldn't be super disappointed if I had Alex Saar, but I wonder if he's somebody that I would be moving this week on a single game week. Uh, let us know what you think, Rob. Yeah, I think I need to, honestly, I haven't dived too much into it just yet. I know exactly what you're saying and why you'd swipe left. I need to have a look at who I can bring in and play um, and see if I can just grab his price rise and move from there, especially with them having the double game week the week after because I'm okay for one more. But then he's a swipe. He's a definite swipe left for me after round three. Um, yeah, that's the move for me. Yeah. I, I loved watching his game. I think he's even missed a shot yet. He looks NBA ready. The shot's wet. But the schedule and the opportunity and the amount of talent around him, it's not going to work out for Supercoach. Sorry, man. It's not you. It's me. I'm swiping left. <laughs> and let's be let's be clear to everyone listening along. We're not rating them as players right now. We're rating them on what's coming up in their schedule, what they've produced at the moment. You could put up the highest score of playing this week, but if he's got no game next week, we're swiping left. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 100%. it's not about who they are as a player. This guy's got a big future ahead of him, and he was great to watch. Mm. I agree with you. Um, let's talk about, you know what? Let's talk about Cavaliers, Bucks, and Sacramento Kings legend, Delhi. <laughs> Hammer, where uh, do you sit I'm, with Delhi at the moment? Because he was the fourth highest scoring player in Supercoach. Yeah, I, I'm torn, man. I spent the whole weekend rooting against him because I didn't have him in my team. Like, I was hoping every shot that went up would be a brick and... For half the game in the first half of the first game, he proved me wrong. In the second half of the second game, he, he proved me wrong. So I, I'm not going to bring him in, at least definitely not this week on a single, but it, it's going to take some consideration. I, I don't know how I feel about him. I'm It's left for now, left. Yeah, I agree with you. I am going to be swiping left only because I haven't seen any kind of consistency except for somehow over four quarters he seems to score the same amount that uh, a normal player would score over four quarters because he has two elite quarters and then two really bad ones where he goes missing i'm just worried about the game where he goes missing for the whole game i haven't been seen him string it together for four quarters and i'm not sure we will uh rob yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm having a look now. He's got a break-even of minus two. Um, even with a projected score of 28, he only goes up 29K. Like, that's manageable at his price. So he's at 255 right now. Even if he goes up the 30K, that puts him in the 285. I don't think it's a must-move right now. I'm going to watch for exactly the reasons you guys just said. If anybody watched that first game, he was hitting deep threes with a hand in his face. He, like... To finish off a quarter, he was hitting like he hit a weird floater, which I don't even think he was trying to get in. He was trying to just get fouled and it went in. Like, I have to watch it for exactly those reasons that you guys said. So, for me, I don't think I need to make that move right now. I'm going to go and grab some real price grabs and move from there. Excellent. That was, um, that was Hammer's Tinder profile. Um, I actually expected to see a lady or two on it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a long season up. ahead. You got to experiment with your teams every now and then. But um, look, there's a question that's popped up from Alex Newton um, talking about Creek. Last quarter, not getting um, the double double. He was benched in the.
in the uh, entire last quarter, pretty much. Same with Cooks. Cooks just got the double-double. I loved what I saw from Creek in game two, except that it was a blowout and he didn't get enough time to finish the job. I'm, I'm playing with the idea. He's expensive. Do we get rid of him before he loses value? Because he's got a pretty high break even this week. Or do we ride it out because he's still got a semi-decent schedule? So that's a lot of thinking to do. And it's probably something we might park for now and come back to on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, just to answer it quickly for everyone who's listening along, it's 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 projected score of 67, um, which is still a price change of minus. He loses 20K if he gets mm. a 67 which is a pretty significant drop. So, yeah, I think it's definitely parked that in the car park. Um, let's bring that up on Wednesday. I just want to give a shout-out before we move on. So, like, Paul, massive shout-out, putting in your, you know, Minden Mully Grubs at 110th, um, Gavin B, 138th, the Flint Tropics, uh, Cameron Williams with uh, Arson Dragon. Arson? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Arson Dragon, 395th. Yeah, I went and had a sneaky look at those teams um, while we're sort of just going through the Tinder profile there. I encourage you all to jump into Wednesday's show to really ask what we would do with those teams. Hit us up on Twitter, even jump on our Discord as well. We'll put up our links through our Twitter pages and things like that. Ask those questions. But looking at your teams, the biggest things that are standing out for me, even though you had great decent scores in round one, is you haven't got the scheduling right for round two. And if you go off what Hammer just said just then, making sure you kind of have those double game weeks in your starting five, you guys have got a few moves to make. So let's make sure we answer those questions throughout the week. That's what Wednesday is going to be for as well. We're going to dive in, understand where those price changes are going to be. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get hit up with, is anyone using a boost? So we won't answer that now, but we'll have a look and we'll dive into all those types of questions. Maddie, Can, can I tell you that I've done a thing? I've started a community page with our Insight Fantasy Sports um email so i've made a super coach team it's currently on 424 points um we do have the great ben air but on our discord everybody's going to be voting as to what our trades are in this upcoming week so slide into our discord it'll be in the comments slide into our discord um help make some changes and um yeah maybe if we can take out the um the weekly prize uh we'll donate it to charity so that'd be really good yeah, really good shout. David's already been active in this one, but I think it's too good not to throw up there. Coach of too many cooks, start Meninga or Huck Porty this week. Good luck in our head-to-head matrix. This is what this is what leagues are all about. So I'm not going to throw to Matrix for this advice because he's obviously going to throw him under the bus with uh, their head-to-head coming up. I'm going to go to you, Hammer. Uh, Meninga or Huck Porty to start this week? Yeah, th- this is the exact position I find myself in. So... Uh... I'm trying to like go back to like high school calculus and try and, and figure out, you know, which 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 way you go, a double Menenga or a single Huck Porty, carry the one. I, I don't know, man. Like this is uh, Yeah, exactly. This is tough. Um I'll come back to you on that one. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but I think either you'll end up with about the same. So if yeah. If pre if prevocational maths has taught me anything, um <laughs> It's the it's the Sam Menenga's probably the guy to start. I'm gonna go with Pi 3.14 and we'll move on from there. But uh look, I'm just having a cheeky look at our notes. We've ticked over an hour again. Guys, massive shout out to the community. At different points, we've had over 30 viewers. We've still got 26 sitting there at the moment. Couple of likes. I can't thank you enough for the involvement. This is what makes this show awesome. If we missed your question, we're sorry. Please hit us up. We'll keep getting to more questions. I think we're going to have to do a live soon where we only answer questions because they're coming in and they're coming in hot. Um, I'm just having to double check that we didn't miss through anything. I don't think we have, but I, I want to double uh, reiterate Maddie's point just before. Please uh, like and subscribe. Flick us a review. These are the type of things that keep us going and keep us strong so that we can bring all this content to you. As I said, we are bringing two shows a week. Most of the time, we're going to go live, especially when we get this much interaction. So um, we'll do our review show. Then we'll jump on and get through all the trades, what you should be doing, who your captain choices are. As always, Hammer, massively insightful. Any final words before we start to move off? Yeah, last point, guys. We've talked about how important the schedule is for bringing guys in. Got to consider the schedule for bringing guys out. So a lot of guys are holding Southeast Melbourne and Cairns. Southeast Melbourne go to a single, Cairns go to a zero game week on the same week. If you're holding five blokes, 
Think about your exit strategy. Cans go to a double zero. Now, in tennis terms, that is called a double donut. So be very aware of cans. Love, love. <laughs> no love in tennis, mate. <laughs> Matty, over to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't have uh, have too much really. Um, just we're going to be having a chat about our about our trades coming up. Um, I'm probably going to be considering some Sydney and some Brisbane guys. Uh, find out if I decide on my owners and go with my head or my heart on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm massively looking forward to this next 48 hours so I can dive in. The big one for me will be looking at the break-evens. I definitely want to make sure I get some cash, but at the same time, I want to make sure I've got the right players in the right team for the next one, two, three weeks as we go through, if I can reiterate Hammer's points. Again, can't stress it enough to everybody that's been listening along. Thank you so much for everyone that got involved. Massive shout-out. Uh, big shout-out to our two leaders of our league. Get a hold of us to get your inside pack. We've got two guys sitting at number one in the whole country. I love it. Until next time, guys, this has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL edition. Peace out. Cheerio.